Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com slash novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 41 Susanna was halfway through Kitty's dinner when the doorbell rang. That's Derek with the groceries. Susanna told her sister, I'll be right back. Blink. She smoothed out her hair as she made her way down the hall and opened the door. Hey. Howdy, howdy. She tried to match her stepdad's playful grin, but got the feeling she failed pathetically. How you doing today? You ready for an early Christmas present? Derek stepped past her and set the bags of groceries on the dining room table, where Kitty was sitting in her chair. Hi, pretty lady. He tousled the top of Kitty's head. What's for dinner tonight? Delectable vanilla or scrumptious strawberry? Kitty let out an amused snort. Thanks for the groceries, Susanna told him. What do I owe you? Derek ignored the question and picked up Kitty's bottle of formula. This is all you've eaten so far, he asked her playfully. Come on, I know you can do better than that. We got a later start than normal, Susanna tried to explain, but he cut her off. Enough of that now. You bundle up and grab your boots. It's a little icy, but not too bad. Remind me before I go and I'll salt the walkway for you. He lowered himself into the chair where Susanna usually fed her sister. Are you staying for dinner? She asked, wondering what she could possibly offer him. She'd finished off the last of the bean soup at lunchtime and hadn't thought about what to make next. She'd probably grab a bowl of cereal for dinner and make herself a pot of something more nutritious tomorrow, or the next day. I'm staying, he answered, but you're going. What? Derek kept his back to her and opened the bottle of formula. This is it. Your early Christmas present. Oh, I almost forgot. He reached into his pocket and pulled out some crisp $20 bills. Go out. Take yourself shopping. Get one of those Mandy Petties or whatever you girls call those things. I don't care. Just come back here with a story of how you spoiled yourself. All right? Tonight's all on me. Susanna stared at the money he'd shoved into her hand. You really didn't have to. Derek's smile was ill-suited for the brusque tone he was trying to adopt. I don't want to hear another word out of you until you've come back and are ready to share all the ways you wasted my money on yourself. Got that? And I better not catch you home before... He gave his watch an exaggerated frown. Nine o'clock. 
nine o'clock with none of the money left, and at least two or three good stories of how you pampered yourself. But I really have to get on, go, he nudged her playfully, before I change my mind and give you even more cash. Susanna glanced back once at Kitty, who was thrilled to see her sister bested. Susanna couldn't help but smile back. All right, I'll be, yeah, yeah. Derek waved his hands in the air. You'll be back later. Good night. Thanks so much, all that good stuff. Now get out of here, kiddo, before I tell Ricky Fields you're free for a night on the town. The jocularity was too much for Kitty, who started to laugh and sprayed formula onto Derek's shirt. Susanna paused for a minute, wondering if he remembered where the rags were. But he wiped himself down with a corner of the tablecloth, turned to her, and said, this time in a normal voice, Go have a little fun, all right? Do some Christmas shopping. Stretch your legs. It will do you good. Susanna nodded. Okay. Thanks. Drive carefully, he told her, and in their eyes passed the echoes of sadness they both shared. I will. Watch out for the ice on the walkway, he called after her. And then Susanna was outside and alone, with a hundred dollars in cash and no idea what she was going to do with herself for the next three hours. Chapter 42 July 25th Dear Scott, Nine more days. Can you believe it? Then we'll be together. I hope you like carbs, because Mom's planning to bake up a storm. It's a good thing you're not on a diet or anything, since she's a fabulous cook. I wish I could be more like her. I know it's selfish, but I'm so glad you're home. I'm sure you were a real blessing to the interns. You know, for a while I was disappointed I couldn't go, but I see now how it will be even more special when the first time we meet face-to-face, it will be with my whole family here. They're all going to love you. I just know it. Something you need to know about Derek is he's always joking, so don't let him get under your skin. Whatever he says, it's teasing. It's taken me time to get used to because for so long our family was really serious, but now it's joking, joking, joking all the time. Just yesterday, Derek took that photograph Kitty loves so much, where she's in the prom dress, and he cut out Jim Carrey's face from the mask and taped it over the face of the boy she's dancing with. He just did it during the night while she was sleeping. And then this morning, we all woke up to her laughing so hard, she almost choked. It took 15 minutes just to get her calm enough that she could breathe normally again. But it wasn't anything to worry about. It was just fun. She's not due for her checkup for a few more days, but she's doing so much better. It never did turn into pneumonia either, thank God. But I'm still glad I stayed home from the summer trip because otherwise I would have been spending so much time worrying about her. Nine days! I sometimes think this must be some sort of dream. We've tried so many times to get together, and it never worked. Now I think God was saving it, so the first meeting would be extra special, just like I know it will be. Mom asked me if I was nervous to meet you, but I'm not, just excited. Excited to finally know what it's like to have you right there while we're talking. It's going to be wonderful. See you soon. I can't believe I just wrote that. 
Yours, Susanna. Chapter 43 Susanna hadn't had a night off since her mom died. It took her five minutes sitting in the driveway before she convinced herself to put the car into reverse instead of running back into the house and telling Derek she would take care of Kitty's dinner. Getting out of her own driveway was the first obstacle. Deciding where to go was the next. It wasn't like Orchard Grove had big malls or shopping centers. The Christian bookstore had gone out of business last year, and the only real friends her age had left Orchard Grove after graduating. She passed the road to Ricky Field's home, and for a brief second, she thought about stopping by. But what would she say? What would be the point? She drove on and realized she was hungry. She had money, but refused to walk into a diner and eat a meal alone, which is how she soon found herself at the Walmart food court. She sat down with a grilled chicken salad, wishing she brought a book with her or something else to do to pass the time, her Bible maybe. God, I'm thankful that Derek is giving me this night off. I just wish I had known about it beforehand so I could be prepared. She thought about the cash in her purse, about what kind of Christmas present she should find for Kitty. Then something for herself, too. Derek had been adamant about that. Good thing she was at Walmart, where she could find everything she would ever need or want, throw it in a shopping cart, and make it home in time to put Kitty to bed at eight. It wasn't until she started eating her salad that she realized how much her body was craving fresh produce. Her mom had always kept the fridge stocked with healthy foods, creating elaborate meal plans far more varied and wholesome than bowl after bowl of leftover soup. Susanna knew the basics of cooking. She just didn't have the energy to justify making big, fancy dinners when she was the only one who could eat them. Christmas would be her first meal that didn't come out of a single pot in months. Derek would come over in the afternoon with a ham, and she was supposed to think up a few sides. Nothing fancy, since it would only be her and her sister and her stepdad. Maybe she'd find a pre-made crust and make an apple pie for dessert. Speaking of desserts, she should probably use this night off to drive down to Baxter Loop and buy some of the Amish Friendship Bread starter there instead of wandering the aisles at Walmart, praying for inspiration. Safe Anchorage Farms had the best gift shop in at least 50 miles. She could head over there, get a new batch of starter, pick presents for both Derek and Kitty, and find some stationery for herself, too. It beat pushing a shopping cart around a crowded supermarket. As soon as she finished her salad, she braced for the cold and headed back toward her car, trying to remember the quickest way from here to Baxter Loop. Maybe Derek had known what he was doing with that surprise night off. Maybe it would be a good evening after all. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. 
I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.